This is As The Key Turns. I'm David Lehman. For 23 years, I worked at the only Supermax prison, USP Marion. Um, it was the only level six at its time. We replaced Alcatraz. So I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this video. After the escape was confirmed, a search of the prison was started by all the guards. Quickly, Fountain and his accomplice were located in the pipe chase of the unit. This is an area behind the cells where all the freshwater lines and the sewer pipes are located. In the control unit, the cells are arranged back to back on two floors. The area in between is about four feet wide and runs the length of the cell block. Back then in those days, we used to keep our riot control gear uh, in the pipe chase. And uh, it was close to the cells and if we needed the equipment, it was really handy. If you wanted, you could climb the pipes from the first floor to the second. And there was a graded catwalk on the second floor while the first floor was just a solid concrete floor. These two men armed themselves with riot batons. They had our full body shields and military helmets and face shields as well as military issued flak vests. When the officers attempted to enter the pipe chase to capture the two, they threw objects such as radios, and uh, used the thick glass of a TV tube to make a shake, makeshift lance. Uh, when they tried, you know, they tied it onto the end of a riot baton and made a big spear out of it. Cans of spray paint had been left in the back of the pipe chase and Fountain used a, a sheet metal air duct a foot thick to hide behind and sprayed paint into the eyes of the guards trying to grab them. Several staff were injured by all of this in the, you know, in the hour long siege of the pipe chase. The end result was several injured staff and Fountain's stay in the control unit was extended. There was nothing left to take away from Fountain or to punish him any more than he was already being punished. He was placed in the boxcars on the back of B range for the protection of the guards. It had the effect of further isolating Fountain from the rest of humanity. It is also the cells that overlooked the spot where the one of the two guards were killed. On November 22, 1981, Fountain and Thomas Silverstein were on inside recreation. At this point in time, I believe they were both members of the Aryan Brotherhood, or ABs as we call them. The ABs were getting some static from a black convict by the name of Robert Marvin Chappelle. While Chappelle slept in his cell with his head closest to the bars on his bunk, both Fountain and Silverstein reached to the bars, grabbed Chappelle, and strangled him to death with a homemade garret. Fountain was putting some of his marine combat training to use. It was the first time Silverstein and Fountain would kill together, but it wouldn't be the last. On August the 5th, 1982, both Silverstein and Fountain were found guilty of murder and given a, another consecutive life sentence to serve after they were done serving their other life sentences. This conviction didn't end a, a, add a single day to what each man would do in prison. It was a waste of money to even try him. How many lifetimes can a convict do anyway? The murder of Chappelle, a DC black, had consequences. The nominal leader of the DC blacks was Cadillac Smith. I have an entire video about him and if you join Patreon you can view it. Cadillac's legal name was Raymond L. Smith. He had made it known that he felt the murder of a fellow black without justification had to be avenged. Cadillac Smith I have it on a good authority, was a bull of a man, powerful and a convicted killer. 
he had murdered a man in broad daylight in front of witnesses without a care for the fallout for his actions. Just didn't care. His threats weren't to be taken lightly. Silverstein and Fountain killed Smith. This murder started a 20-year race war in the BOP that killed dozens of convicts and guards. This killing took place on September 27, 1982. Less than six years later, when I joined the BOP, this race war was still going full tilt. The staff at Marion talked about it like it happened yesterday. The same was true about the other killings in the control unit that happened later. I'll go into details of this murder in another upcoming video. On October 22, 1983, Silverstein killed a correctional officer. He was handed a knife and key, slipped his cuffs, and stabbed the officer to death and injured some of the other staff. I was told by an older correctional officer that uh, the warden of Marion at the time, a guy by the name of Harold Miller, was very co-convict co warden. There, got it out. He worried more about the feelings of the convicts than the safety of the staff of the prison. As a result, Warden Miller locked the prison down for a very short time, like less than a day. After all the blood was cleaned up from the first murder, the prison was ordered to resume normal operations by Warden Miller. As a result, Fountain was allowed to go to recreation in the outside rec cages. Not to be outdone by his friend Silverstein, Fountain decided to kill a correctional officer. Fountain was being escorted to the recreation cages, or from the recreation cages, I should say, and back to his cell, Fountain slipped his cuffs. He was handed a knife by another convict through the bars of his cell. Fountain stabbed Robert L. Hoffman to death. Contrary to reports in the news, Officer Hoffman was not the only person stabbed in that incident. Two other officers were also severely injured. One of them nearly died of his injuries. The two officers put up a valiant struggle in an attempt to protect each other. I wanted to make that clear because that's part of the rumor that goes around that they abandoned the man. They did not. They almost died in the attempt to save him. Fountain was a guy who worked out most waking hours of the day. He was practiced unarmed uh, attack techniques. He was a paratrooper who had received unarmed combat training from the U.S. Army's Green Beret. Uh, his attack without justification or warning. It was a total surprise to the three men who fought without any weapons at all against an armed and trained psychopath bent on the pleasure of killing them. The surprise was that more of them didn't die. Warden Miller, who ordered the prison off lockdown just hours after a guard was killed, is responsible for the AB's uh, murder of that officer, in my opinion. The loud-mouthed, uninformed idiots on the internet who loved to troll by claiming that the officers all ran like children and left their colleague to die alone have no idea of the facts. They are just keyboard warriors and ignorant trolls with nothing to add to the discussion. It is these trolls that cause me to disable comments on a lot of my videos. You have these ignorant fools to blame if you wish to comment. Uh, I interviewed the officers who were there that day. These are the true facts of that terrible day. At this point in time, Fountain had killed five people. He was given one more consecutive life sentence for the murder of the convict. For killing Officer Hoffman, he was fined $1,500 and ordered to pay the family of Officer Hoffman $90,000. 
He also received a sentence of 150 years for the killing of a federal law enforcement officer, 10 years for conveying a weapon, again, in a federal uh, correctional facility, plus 10 years for the attempted murder and injury of the other two officers. Found's disciplinary record showed he had been punished for 22 incidents of disruptive behavior for things like throwing things and flooding. Incidents of destroying government property. He had assaulted people on a dozen separate occasions. 11 times he had contraband such as handcuff keys. He had threatened eight people and uh, been found with a weapon eight times. He refused orders eight times, set two fires, had uh, two incident reports of serious insolence. He had conspired to kill two prison employees, been in possession of a bomb, you know, it was in a cell, attempted to pick a lock, fermented food to make hooch, attempted to escape, made alcohol, was found in possession of drugs, and started one prison riot. His conviction of the a Navy general court-martial was murder, four counts of kidnapping, four counts of assault with a deadly weapon, two counts of robbery, larceny, unlawful possession of a deadly weapon, lifting a weapon against a senior officer, two counts of unlawful detention, and he was sentenced to life in prison at hard labor. His federal civilian convictions were in order of offense, voluntary manslaughter, conveying a weapon inside a U.S. prison, sentenced to 15 years, premeditated murder of an inmate in a U.S. prison with malice aforethought, sentenced to life in prison, knowingly and unlawfully with premeditation and malice murder of a correctional officer, sentenced to life in prison, assault on a correctional officer with a deadly weapon, possession of a deadly weapon, sentenced to 20 years. The director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, Norm A. Carlson, in consultation with the U.S. Attorney General in Washington, D.C., decided that both Fountain and Silverstein would have to receive individual housing. The pair could no longer be trusted to live or walk around any other human being without the risk of them being killed. In Fountain's case, a special cell was built at the cost of $40,000 at the Federal Medical Center in Springfield, Missouri. That's about $101,000 today. Next week, I'll tell you about how Fountain, uh, about Fountain before prison, his uh, conversion to religion, and his attempts to make parole. I'll also talk about his final days and where he's buried. He even has a memorial in a place of honor, if you can believe that. Next week will be the final part of Fountain's story. Now, if you enjoyed this video, don't be an ass. Hit the like button down there, will you? And subscribe to my channel. Promise it won't kill you. And don't forget to hit the bell so you'll be notified of my next video. And if you want a weekly video, and not just the few free ones that I put on YouTube, become a patron for as little as $1. If you donate more, you can read chapters of my book, ask me a question, I'll answer with a personal video, or even give you a free book for retired chief psychologist at USP Marion at some levels. And thanks for watching.